want to welcome uh, back to our program uh, Josh Mandel, who, of course, is a candidate for United States Senate for a good portion of this uh, primary campaign period. Josh was in the lead in this race. Uh, Mike uh, Gibbons has, in recent weeks, overtaken him in most of the polling, if not all of the polling. And, in fact, that's how they squared it yesterday, last night at the end, when they uh, allowed closing statements to be made in reverse order. Josh went second to last. Mike Gibbons went last. And uh, Josh and Mike famously had a little bit of a... A little bit of a confrontation on Friday night, and he's here to respond to that and the state of the race as he sees it right now. Fresh off of that televised debate last night, Josh Mandel, welcome back to our program. How are you, sir? Hey, Bob. Always good to be on and appreciate everything you do for the cause of liberty. Thank you very much. That's exactly what it's all about. We are all on the same side for that. So, Josh, um, I'm going to ask you about last night's event here in a few minutes, uh, but obviously everyone wants to hear from you directly about what happened on Friday night. Just to refresh everyone who has not heard it, here's the confrontation on stage with Mike Gibbons from Friday night. First of all, Shanghai Shenda and buying, Chinese Petro. Buying a second. Right, you may not understand this because you've I never been in the private. No, you don't. I do. You've never been in the I private sector it. in your life. All right, gentlemen. I've worked, sir. Squat. Two chores in Iraq. Don't, don't tell me I haven't worked. Right. Don't tell me I haven't worked. You, you don't know squat. It's okay, right? You don't know squat. Two tours in Iraq. Don't tell me I haven't worked. Back off, buddy. You're gonna you back off. Oh, come on, come on. Never. That'll happen. Sit down. Never. Watch. Yeah. Watch. We'll square it away with the wrong yeah. dude. No, no, you're dealing with the wrong guy. You watch what happens. You watch what happens. All right, so that was the the bulk of what happened between Josh and uh, Mike Gibbons on Friday in the face-off. Josh, last night at the start of the debate, the moderators on Fox 8 gave you a chance to explain 30 seconds in your words uh, what happened, and this is what you said. I'm a fighter, I'm a Marine, and I'll never back down from a fight. The problem in Washington is that we have all these squishy rhino Republicans. They've taken a knee for the Democrats, and they've taken a knee for the media. And when I go to Washington, I will be the worst nightmare of the radical left and of the squishy rhino Republicans as well. We can't afford to send weak and soft Republicans to Washington. Now is the time for fighters. I will fight like heck to defend you when I'm in the U.S. Senate. All right, and so Mr. that was uh, 30 seconds for yeah, you. That was uh, that was last night at the Fox 8 News start of the debate. So Josh, you spent the ma- the majority of your 30 seconds talking about what you would do in Washington as a fighter and we don't need soft squishy people in Washington. Was that what was that your way of saying that Mike Gibbons would be a soft squishy person if he is in Washington? Um and can you give us more of the of the part about what happened on Friday considering again you spent most of that time just saying that you're a fighter. But but specific to the the altercation with Mike Gibbons, can you can you give me more than than what you gave there? Sure. Well, I I think Republicans, especially America First patriots and pro-liberty patriots like you and me and others that we know throughout Northeast Ohio and throughout the state. We're sick of deal cutters. We're sick of uh, Republicans who say they're going to fight for the Constitution, say they're going to fight for the America First agenda. And then they get to Washington and they cut deals with Schumer, cut deals with Pelosi, cut deals with Biden, and they cut deals with the Republican Party bosses as well. And so, yeah, I, mean, I think I see Mike as just a deal cutter. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, when he gets pulled in that room by the Republican Party bosses, he's going to do whatever they, they say. And that's not me, Bob. It's just not me. I'm, 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 I'm the opposite of that. You know, when John Kasich was governor, I took Kasich on at every turn. You know, when Kasich was trying to do the Medicaid expansion under Obamacare, 
I took them on. I said, we, we shouldn't be facilitating of cult, a culture of dependence on welfare. We're supposed to be facilitating people off of welfare. When Kasich was trying to do the common core educational standards, basically federalization of education, I said, heck no, we should put moms and dads in charge of what their kids are learning, not some faceless bureaucrats in Washington. When Kasich was trying to do everything he could to stop the heartbeat bill and actually vetoed the heartbeat bill. I was the first statewide official in Ohio to have the guts and the courage to stand up for the heartbeat bill to stop abortion. And and so time and time again in Columbus, I took on Kasich, and and you know the time I took him on when I put put the state of Ohio's checkbook online. You know, Kasich didn't want that. He tried to stop it, and I said, uh, the taxpayers have a right to know how the tax money's being spent. And I put the entire state of Ohio's checkbook online. And politicians hated it, but I didn't care. uh, I remember remember interviewing you you about that, actually. I had you on in another station that I was on at the time, and uh, we talked about that, and and I absolutely applauded and supported that. It's a great, it was a great thing to do. I don't mean to interrupt, uh, Josh, but I want to go back again specifically to Friday just to kind of get get this behind us and get a clear statement from you like I got from Mike yesterday. Now, I asked Mike Gibbons yesterday if there was any uh, ever any acrimony or animosity between you two before, and he said no. He said he supported your campaign for treasure, and he had always viewed you as a really nice guy until the incident on Friday. What about from your end? Did you ever have any issues with Mike before, any personal animosity or anything like that? No, and I, I still don't. I mean, not, none of it's personal. I think, uh, I will say, I think he definitely married up. I think Diane is awesome, and, uh, you know, his family seems like a great family. And um, so it's, yeah, none, of, none of it's personal. I mean, listen, we're, we're running for the United States Senate. The U.S. Senate is at a 50-50 deadlock. This isn't personal about me or my opponents. Like, this is about the 11.7 million people of Ohio. This is one of the most important positions in our country. And, you know, the voters, I believe, have a right to know every single piece of background uh, on the candidates. And there's certain parts of Mike's background, you know, where he made a lot of money off of uh, shipping jobs to China and investing in China that I think the voters have a right to know about. And so it, it's not personal. You know, it's a, it's a political campaign. And, you know, the Josh, did it get did it get did it get personal though? Because I agree with you. Your your question is fair, and 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 allowing him to answer to to that would be fair too. But did it get personal? Let me let me rephrase. What made you so upset when when you took your seat? You know, he had the floor because uh, you know you were standing when you were talking, and then it was his turn, so he got to stand and you sat down. When he took the floor and then responded to you uh, and talked about perfect fit and talked about uh, Shanghai, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Shanghai Shenga Shenda or whatever it was called. I I certainly don't own the stock because I'm not, I can't afford the stock. Uh, but Josh, um, when he started to respond, you sprung back up again, and that's when you walked toward him. What upset you so much that made you spring to your feet and walk toward him? And then, of course that devolved into the nose-to-nose, you better back off. No, you back off nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I think you just played the recording. You know, when he says that someone like me, Marine vet who did two tours in Iraq, you know, he said, I, quote, don't know squat. Say, hey, wait a second, Mr. Gibbons. When I was serving uh, in the Marine Corps overseas, putting my life on the line for our country, you were back here making millions off of shipping American jobs to China. Like, who do you think you are telling me and veterans all throughout this state and country that they didn't work for a living? And, you know, I don't know if you saw, Bob, but, you know, there was a group of 15 veterans yesterday that that put out a letter because um, they were so outraged and appalled by, by Mike Gibbons' statement 
that you know where Gibbons essentially said that you know veterans you know haven't haven't worked for a living or haven't had a real job. And then Josh, let, let, let me jump in there. Let me jump in there. Let me jump in there because I don't play. General I don't play Michael that way. Flynn. I don't play that way, and I don't think you should either because we're conservatives and we're liberty lovers and we're believers in doing things the right way. You and me both. That's why we get along. Um, he didn't say veterans. He didn't say all veterans. He didn't say anything of the sort about your veteran status. He said you haven't worked a day in the private sector. He didn't say you haven't worked in your life. Um, and I did see that letter. But let, let, let's, in fact, let me, I played your opening statement from last night, too. He tried to clarify that, too, in his opening statement. Let me get you to respond to this, Josh. Disagreement over what the private sector is. I think Josh seems to think that it is military service. And by the way, I have a son that's a Navy pilot. Yeah, we just visited him. He was, on, uh, he was leaving for deployment. I have nothing but respect for everybody that serves in the military. My point was that Josh has never been in the private sector. The military is not the private sector. The private sector is what operates in this country and makes the economy we have. So, Josh, tr- try to clarify that for me, if you would, because, again, I, I, we, I did replay it at the beginning, uh, the, the Friday night uh, commentary, and he did say private sector about three times. He didn't say you didn't work or that military veterans don't work. He said you haven't been in the private sector. Can you speak to that? Sure. Well, obviously, veterans all throughout the state of Ohio uh, interpreted it the way that I interpreted it, that he was saying that, you know, veterans haven't had a real job, don't have real work experience. And it's not just veterans all over the state of Ohio. I sent you a video this morning um, where General Michael Flynn took it the same way that I took it and the same way that veterans around around Ohio. But but Josh, I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about how you're taking it that way. Again, when those were not his words at all. He never said you never worked. He said you don't know squat because you haven't been in the private sector. Now, you were a veteran. What were your two tours? It was ended in 09? Bob, Bob, you know I, I have a ton of respect for you. Yeah, but I think and, you're doing mental. I think you're doing mental gym, gym, mental gymnastics to defend Gibbons. And no, 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 like, no, 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 Josh, I Josh, think, Josh, I think Josh, you, Josh, 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 no, 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 no. Please, please understand. I am doing nothing but but um, verbal gymnastics, if you will, and that's not even what I mean. I'm trying auditory. I'm listening. I'm just listening to his words. That's it. Okay, just listening to his words. His only, his words were, um, Josh, you haven't been in the private sector. So I wanted you to speak to that because he didn't say Marines don't work, veterans don't work. He said you haven't been in the private sector. So I was, you got out uh, your two tours. When was the last one? In, in, in 09? Or I'm, I'm trying to remember because you always announce your two tours. Uh, I was uh, in Anbar province in 04, and then I went back again uh, as part of the surge in 07 and 08. Oh seven oh eight. There you go. I was close. Okay, thank you. Uh, and I'll say what I have always said to you: thank you for your service. And I say that to every veteran because I absolutely love you guys, uh, and that will never change. Um, to his point, okay, from oh eight to running for Senate and now running for Senate again, um, were you in the private sector? Because that's that's specifically what he said. So I want you to respond to him just the same way I asked him to respond to your points about Chinese investments. Mike obviously knows that I've done work in the private sector because, you know, he's done polling and surveys where they're, you know, getting ready to attack me on some of the things I've done in the private sector, working with a variety of private sector businesses, some of them in the financial services world, some of them in the insurance world, uh, some of them in the energy world. And so, yes, obviously I have, and, and Mike knows that. And so 
He's either see that's what I needed to know. That's what that's what I think voters need to know too, Josh. We're talking to Josh Mandel, uh, Senate candidate. That's what voters need to hear too, and that's kind of why I'm bringing you here. I I wanted to give Mike a chance to defend uh, against your your points about Chinese investments, and I want to give you a chance to defend against his points about you've never been in the private sector. You saying you have been, so that's what I think that don't you think that's what voters need to hear to try to clarify all of this, uh, you know, this stuff that came up on Friday night. I mean, can we play uh, with General Flynn's interpretation of it? Because he's a pretty well-respected guy. You know, I sent that to you this morning. Can we, can we put that on the air? Well, well, I don't need to because I have you. I don't need a spokesman for okay. you. I have you. Well, for- and, and, I think, and I think you did a great job here. Your point is a good one, and that is you have worked in the private sector. And your point uh, is suggesting that uh, you know, uh, war, uh, being at war and being in military service is not working is also well taken. Uh, I, I want every. In fact, let's bring in a third voice here. This is a voice I do want to to hear you respond to, because one of your other opponents on that stage, Josh, uh, also was in the Marine Corps, uh, J.D. Vance, who, who really went after you. I want you to respond to, to Vance now. As the only other person who served his country in uniform, uh, I enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. My mammal had six grandchildren, and three of them enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. I think the way you use the U.S. Marine Corps, Josh, is disgraceful. It's not like- U.S. Senator, he's up here. Hold me back, hold me back. I got two tours in the Marine Corps. What a joke. Answer the question. Stop playing around. So Marine to Marine, uh, Josh, this is different, obviously, than you and Gibbons getting into it now. This is a Marine to a Marine. What do you say back to J.D. Vance? I think J.D. is just getting a little desperate. Um, You know, when he wrote his book, you know, I think uh, there was sort of a coronation tour when he wrote his book, but, you know, his campaign has ended up being very different. It's ended up being an apology tour because he just travels the state getting getting attacked by voters for being a never-Trumper, and everywhere he goes around the state, he's forced to apologize, including at the debate last night once again. And so, yeah, I think, you know, J.D.'s not a bad guy, but I think he's just thirsty for oxygen in this race and flailing and desperate, and, you know, I'm not even going to give him the dignity of a response, because I think it's just ridiculous what he's saying. I was actually thinking you would have last night, too, because I think the rules were, you know, you don't uh, you don't get extra time unless you were personally called out by somebody, and I thought he called you out. I thought you were going to jump in and say, give me my 15. I want to respond to that. But uh, but he is trailing, you know, uh, and, and I, I think I can see your point. He's he's looking for some, some more room and for some more time and, uh, and, and maybe taking a bite out of one of the leaders or front runners was, was a way to do that, and you weren't biting. So, uh, and I respect that, too. So let me ask you this, then, about last night. Um, the close of your debate, where you guys were allowed to give closing statements, you didn't spend your time specifically talking about, you know, the generalities of your campaign and what you're going to do in Washington, except for you used it as a platform to go pro-life. I was at the uh, Bringing America Back to Life event, as you know, I was the MC, and you were incredibly passionate and moving about the abortion issue and about pro-life there, and uh, that's obviously why you did that last night on TV. Can you tell everybody who did not see it or hear it more? Sure. Uh, you know, we had an hour debate last night, and I, I was shocked that stopping abortion and our fight to protect the unborn never came up the entire debate. There was not a question about it. None of my opponents brought it up. And so instead of using my closing you know, statement to do a summary of my campaign like everyone else did, I took it as an opportunity to talk about why I am so devoutly 
pro-life and you know why I will be such a champion for the unborn and the right to life movement in Washington and you know what I talked about at the lunch you're referencing when you know when when you and I were at the uh bringing America back to life lunch here in mm-hmm. independence you know I talked about the fact that there's a big difference in Columbus or in Washington between friends of the pro life movement and champions you know a friend is uh, a state rep or state senator or congressman who maybe at the end of the day votes the right way but you have to twist their arm to get them there. A champion is someone like me, someone like Jim Jordan, someone like Ted Cruz, who every single morning wakes up living and breathing and sleeping and talking and leading on the issue of protecting the unborn and stopping abortion. You know, I believe abortion is murder. Uh, you know, I believe we need to do everything that we can to overturn Roe v. Wade. And if we're not going to stop abortion, if we're not going to protect the unborn, protect life, then nothing else matters. And that's why I used my time last night to talk about protecting life from conception to natural death. You know, your your speech last night, or your close rather, Josh, proved it, that you are a champion, because you, instead of asking for votes, which is traditionally the end of a debate and a closing statement, you ask people to, to stand for life, and I, I just have extraordinary respect for that. I know a ton. In fact, probably every listener to this radio show and this radio station feels the same way, so I was very, uh, uh, very, very proud of that. Uh, last thing, you know, when the TV came on last night, it, you guys were already at your podiums, but obviously you took the stage before that. Were there greetings, and was there a hand shake and any kind of a, uh, a peace accord of any kind with Mike before that started? Sure, of course. You know, we're, we shook hands. You know, and, you know, before these things, we're all sort of backstage, you know, BSing and talking with each other. And so, like I said, or, like I said earlier, for me, none of this stuff is personal. It, it's all about fighting for the country, and it's about who's going to be the, ne- the best United States senator for the 11.7 million people of Ohio. And at the end of the day, like the people I'm running against, they're, they're not bad people. You know, I've gotten to know them. Some of them I've known for years and others I've gotten to know more recently. You know, none of them are bad people. They all seem like they have great families and, you know, they're not bad people. But as I said earlier, they're deal cutters. They're the kind of people that will they'll, they'll cut a deal with Schumer. They'll cut a deal with Pelosi. They'll cut a deal with the establishment Republican Party bosses. And that's just not me. I'm not a deal cutter. I'm a fighter. And, uh, you know, I think that the time for bipartisanship is over. Like now is not the time for bipartisanship. Now it's the time for sending fighters to the U.S. Senate, and and that's what I am. And you know, when people go on my website, joshmandel.com, sometimes they say, you know, well, we think Josh is too hard right, or he's he's too America first. Bob, I don't think there's a such thing as too hard right or too America first, because like to, to attack me for being too conservative means that I'm too American, because what we're trying to conserve is the individual liberty, personal freedom, and constitutional principles laid out by the founders. And like, you know, people can attack me on that all day. Uh, I have no problem, because I'm proud to stand up for the Constitution. I'm proud to stand up for individual liberty. I'm proud to stand up for personal freedom. And uh, I'm doing it not for me. I'm doing it for my three kids. Gideon, that's la- that, that, that's the last thing. I'm Gideon sorry, Rosie, and, and for, for every- and for everyone else, for your listeners, kids and grandkids, like, you know, for all your listeners here, I don't think this is about us anymore. You know, frankly, I, I think this, this fight we have in front of us, it, it's about saving the country for our kids and our grandkids. Like, that is what it's about. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I was. I thought you were done when you said kids, because uh, I was about to say that's the last thing I would ever accuse you of being as too conservative. Because I agree, you are right. There is no such thing as too conservative, especially in a Senate seat that has been held by a rhino for lo these many years. I want that seat to become not just another Republican seat, but a conservative seat. So I completely concur. Josh, last thing. Um, again, this kind of goes back to what happened Friday night, but it's really bigger than that. Um, I, I, I wish I would have thought of this question yesterday. I would have asked Gibbons too, but I'm going to ask you. Um, if you don't win the primary, will you publicly support and campaign for the winner and vice versa? Do you think if you win the primary that the others on that stage will, will publicly campaign and support for you to make sure we keep that seat? Uh, of course I will, and I, and I think they will too when I win this primary. I mean, listen, we all have to work together to defeat Tim Ryan um, in November. I mean, Tim Ryan is a radical leftist. When this guy ran for president a few years ago, Bob, he came out for the Green New Deal which would just crush jobs in in Ohio and America. But also, look where gas prices are now. It would increase them even worse. Um, he came out for defund the police. Think about that. This is an Ohio congressman, Tim Ryan, came out for defund the police. And he's voted with Nancy Pelosi 95% of the time. And so, heck yeah, you know, I'll, I'll support whoever wins the primary, but I'm I'm pretty confident it's going to be me. Josh, that's uh, what I like to hear. I appreciate that. That is exactly what I would expect to hear from the others as well. And and I hope that the takeaway from this conversation and, uh, you know, the final word on what happened on Friday night is what you just said. It is nothing personal. No hard feelings. It's nothing personal. Is that a fair headline? Absolutely. I appreciate that. That's a very, very uh, a great response to hear. Josh Mandel, uh, great job on the event last night. Thank you for explaining your positions on all of this stuff today. I appreciate that, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, Bob. Have a good one. Thank you, sir. That's Josh Mandel, United States Marine, United States Senate candidate, uh, responding to the issues uh, with Mike Gibbons and beyond. I really enjoyed that conversation.